believe you're the savior of our soul. We believe you are God and in control. Welcome to the Worship Generation Radio Ministry with Pastor Joey Bram, a ministry of Worship Generation Church located in Fountain Valley, California. For more information, please visit us at www.worshipgeneration.com. We believe in the power of the gospel. We believe you can transform every soul. We believe you're the Savior. Now let's join Pastor Joey as we study through the Bible. Let the nations be glad, all his saints rejoice. people of science say there's multiple genders, it grieves the Holy Spirit. When people who have nothing to do with things of the past are blamed for things of the present, it grieves the Holy Spirit, because that's injustice. So it grieves you and me, if we're followers of Christ, when evil men are unable to do destructive things to innocent people, it grieves the Holy Spirit. So of course it's going to grieve you. Of course it's going to grieve you. It's been a grievous time. Let's be transparent. I don't pick the text. I just read the text and teach the text. This is a grievous time. And Jephthah is just saying like, hey, I don't want any problems. I'm my own business. I'm trying to abide by what you're saying. But why are you coming against me? Why are you coming against my land? Why are you coming against my business? You know, we've had hundreds of thousands of small businesses forced into closure in the last two years in this country. Why are you coming against me? I show up to work on time. I do my job. I do it faithfully. I came early. Everything you asked me to do, did I not do it? Did I not make you money? Why are you forcing this on me? Why are you doing this to me? 18 months ago, you told me it's this for three weeks. Now you're telling me this or I lose my job and my livelihood? Chamish is never satisfied. Chamish will always come up with another excuse to put you in fear and bully you into the next subjection that he has for you. Because that's what the CCP does. That's what the Soviet Union did. That's what the Nazis did. Take a little, take a little, take a little more, take a little more, take a little more, and there's nothing left to take. What do you have against me? I'm a hard worker. I'm a company man. I've bought stock of the company. What do you have against me? I went to college for years to show up at work and do a really good job to take care of people. What do you have against me? Do you think I can't make good decisions on my own based upon my intellect and my training and my education? What do you have against me? Why are you doing this to me? What do you have against me? What do you have against my livelihood? What do you have against me working hard and providing for my family and making choices that God's given to me for self-determination from the dawn of creation in Genesis 2? What do you have against me? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you forcing me to respond this way? Why are you making me do this? Some things are worth fighting for. 
Some things you walk away from, some things worth fighting for, and let God be true. You know, one man has seen one day, another, another. Let's each be convinced in our own mind. Our salvation is worth fighting for. Our ability to provide livelihood for our family with the job God's given us is worth fighting for. Our marriage is worth fighting for. Our children's salvation and their consecration is worth fighting for. Our witness at work is worth fighting for. Why are you making me look bad when I've been your best employee for the last 10 years? Why are you doing this to us? But in the end, think about this, in this whole initiation of this issue, the people of God were attacked. They were under attack. And those who attack justify themselves. And they justify themselves against the truth and those that are blessed of God, the people of covenant. Look how the church has been attacked for the last 18 months by people in power. And they justify it, they justify it, they justify it, and they justify it. And praise God, we talked about this Tuesday night. It's not my place to go. I'm not, I don't feel, I've never felt led to go take someone on with a lawsuit or do something else like this. Like I'm going to sue these people over this, this government agency or this federal government, this state government, these people. I've never felt led that way. That's just, but I respect that those who, who do feel that way. And I'm glad they're fighting those fights. I'm glad there's really good lawyers that love Jesus and fear him and are not as afraid to give an account for him and stand up for truth in the court of law to defend freedoms that are already established by the laws of this land. Aren't you grateful for that? Aren't you grateful there's people who stand up to our government and say, no, that's not the way it works under our current laws. You can't just make up the laws. Aren't you glad there's people that do that? And yet the damage has been so severe and so far-reaching on our society and on the human race globally. These people that do attack, and they've attacked the church. They've attacked a lot of people. They've attacked wealth. They're attacking a lot of things. They're using all these things for excuses to take more. Blame the supply chain. Blame the truck drivers. Blame this, blame that, blame Trump, blame everybody, blame the previous administration, blame the one before them, whatever. Blame, 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 blame. They rewrite history. Oh, because Israel took away my land. They came up to Egypt and they did this. They took it. You need to restore it peacefully. Wait a second. That's not the way history really went. You know, the first thing the communists do whenever they come to power is eliminate all history, tear down statues and legacies of the culture of a people. It's the first thing they do. It's what the CCP did in China. Then you rewrite the history. You kill millions of people who actually remember history. And you get the next generation. You indoctrinate them in history the way you see it. And you tell them men get pregnant. And they believe it. But Jesus is bigger than all this. But look what Jephthah had to deal with. This is the people of God, the people of covenant. And they can have peace at what expense, though? At their existence. Give us our land. You mean give you what God gave us? So you're promising us peace, people who serve Chamath. You're promising us peace if we give you what God gave us. How's that going to work? Well, this is the way God, this is the way it really was. So you're rewriting history, and now you're telling us to give up everything God's given us to you, and we can have peace. 
That's not the peace that God talks about. As much as us as possible to us, live peace with all men. But you need to reconcile that with Paul saying, I fought the good fight. When Paul was humiliated and publicly beaten in Philippi by the local magistrates, did he go away peacefully? No. He said, I'm a Roman citizen with Roman rights, and you beat me publicly without a proper court, a proper trial, and a proper accusation. You publicly apologized to me for what you did. Paul stood on the rights that he had as a Roman citizen to hold those local magistrates accountable for breaking the law and using that to come against the church. And Paul made sure by standing up for those rights that the church after he left would be able to function with its existence and purpose secure lest they bow down and serve Chamath and be bullied by Chamath after he left town. Who is sufficient for these things, Paul would say? How do you try to live peace with all men and then fight the good fight? When do you know when to leave a city and shake the dust off your feet and then send it to the magistrates and say, no way? We need the mind of Christ in each of our lives to know how to handle Chamath, the bully God, coming to take what God has given us. Individually, in our family, in our local churches, in the body of Christ worldwide. We need the mind of Christ. Now, we're attacked. We shouldn't be surprised. Haman attacked Mordecai in the book of Esther. It was personal. It had nothing to do with power. It just Haman had everyone bow down to him except Mordecai. He's a power-hungry sociopath, and he's not happy to be number two in the most powerful kingdom in the world. How can he enjoy being in this chariot of glory and all this stuff if Mordecai the Jew doesn't bow to him? See, that's how, that's how the chain of people are. All but one person bows down to you, but you've got to make that person bow down to you. See, people want power. That's how they are. It's never enough. One Jew not bowing is enough to cost you a good night's sleep when you serve Chamath, the bully god. It's never enough. But alas, the noose that Haman built for Mordecai is the very one that he himself hung on. For as a man sows, so shall he reap. You, sure, you serve Chamath, the bully god? You'll see how that works out for you. See how it's already worked out for some of these people? The thing about people who serve Chamath, they devour one another. They're cannibalistic. The cancel culture cancels one another, not just opposing views, because they can't stop. You bully these people, and then you get bullied by those people. Because the Lord catches the wise in their own craftiness, like we saw with the Midianites in the previous chapter where they turned against each other. The bully guy comes for property, Remember when Ahab wanted Naboth's vineyard? Give any, that's Naboth's vineyard. That was his inheritance from God through his family, according to the vision that we saw in the book of Joshua. Ahab says, I want that property. And then Naboth says, I'm not, not going to sell it to you. It's my family property. It's our Ocean View property. It's my vineyard. God gave it to me. 
Jezebel says, Who are, why are you crying, O king? You're the king. Go take it from him. Get, get worthless men to lie against him, falsely accuse him, kill him, and then take his vineyard. That's exactly what he did, isn't it? Did not Naboth die an innocent death? Because Ahab, serving the bully god Chamath, took it from him, the property, and took it from him? But alas, what was his ending? Not to mention Jezebel ripped to pieces by the dogs. No one gets away with anything. Jesus said, in the world, the world will hate us because we're not of the world. Now, people bully people just to bully them apart from Christ. But the uniqueness thing about the, the uniqueness of the church is that we get bullied because we're the church. There are government people in our country that obviously have attacked the church with a specific vendetta and agenda. I don't trust them, and you shouldn't trust them either. The people that try and destroy the church, I don't trust them for anything. Because they're at war with God. Why would I trust someone at war with God? Like Jephthah said, when Balak fought the Lord, did he prosper? Who's ever prospered when they fight against the Lord? Why would I trust people who are at war against Christ and his church for any counsel on anything in the human experience? And why would you? Why would you trust someone who hates Jesus and is trying to destroy his church? Why would you trust them with your life? I've held my peace for 18 months. But this is the text tonight. This battle is very real and spiritual. So all of us are going through challenging things on the planet in the human experience. The church is going through challenging things on the planet because it's a church. And the church in America is going through specific challenging things in our country because we're the church. But I'd be very careful, and I know Pastor Chuck would have my back on this one from his day. I'd be very careful trusting evil men who make war against Jesus to make decisions for our personal lives. People who rewrite history and spin and manipulate to attack and take. I don't trust those people. I don't trust their science. I don't trust their decisions. I pray for them, and I got nothing against them. But when they come to take what God's given me, my faith, my salvation, my worship, my praise, the gospel, the teaching of the word, well, we don't surrender those things. We just don't surrender them. We don't surrender the high ground of holiness, truth, consecration, the gospel, and the word of God. I personally will never surrender any of those things as long as I'm alive. You can burn me at the stake and you can take everything I have for the gospel message and the whole counsel of God and the right to gather as the church and sing praise to Jesus and to preach this gospel to the ends of the earth. I don't want the government and people to take, evil people to take all my other stuff, but they can, and history shows that they do. But they can never separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. 
They can never take a higher ground than our ground to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and bow the knee to Jesus. They can never take the higher ground of truth and the absolute authority of the word of God over every aspect of the human experience. Chamath is a bully. He'll take anything you give him. But he starts with your lunch money and then he comes for your lunchbox. And then he comes for your bike. And he grows up and then he comes for your house. And ultimately he comes for your personal freedom. Chamas is never satisfied. He's the destroyer. How can the bully God ever be satisfied? Because he destroys. Now, Jephthah knew who he believed in. He said, well, it's a spiritual battle. He said there um, in verse 24, will you not possess what Chamath your God gives you to possess? And so whatever the Lord gives us to possess, we're going we're to possess it. We need to make this and keep this a spiritual battle, as I was saying earlier. We, we can't, the church of Jesus Christ and you and me personally, although it's difficult, I pray for people that have lost their jobs. I pray for people who live in fear of losing their jobs. I pray for people who have been sick from COVID. And I pray for people I think have been sick from other elements as well. I'm just trying to get the body of Christ from here to eternity in Jesus' name as a faithful shepherd. But it's a spiritual battle. All this is a spiritual battle. As we're coming around the block to another lap in a new year, we have to remember that it's a spiritual battle. So we don't let Chamath pit believer against believer. We don't let Chamath take our joy. We don't let Chamath take our love for one another and the brethren. We don't let Chamath bring us to a place where we condemn other people and not respect their rights and their decisions. Because Chamath loves to destroy, and the best way to destroy the church is divided. We don't let Chamath divide the church. When I come to what I don't know, which is pretty much a lot of things going outside the doors of this church, I fall back on what I do know. Christ is on the throne. The gospel is the gospel. The word of God is the final authority. And the church is under the Great Commission. And the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path for all things pertaining to life and godliness in the entire human experience. That I know. And I know that we're in a spiritual battle. You know, Jephthah said... You know what? It's just classic how Jeff that look, it's just so classic how he says, Will you not possess whatever Chamath your God gives you to possess? Like, hey, you serve Chamash. What's he given you? He made it a spiritual battle. He said, Whatever the Lord of God takes possession of before us, we will possess. See, you serve Chamash, you serve Darwin, you serve Marx, you, you serve the uh, human government as your God, then take what they give you. You want to trust in them? Go ahead. You want to serve Chamash? Bully God? Go ahead. We serve Jehovah. I am that I am, God of the burning bush. That's who we serve. And he gave this to us, and it's ours, and we're holding on to it.
we serve Jehovah. I am that I am. That's who we serve. And he's given us forgiveness. He's given us abundant life, eternal life, the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. He has given us the pillar and ground of truth for the every generation of humanity until the trumpet sounds. And no one's taken that from us. We serve Jehovah, God of the burning bush. I am that I am. And yes, we turn the other cheek. And yes, we forgive our enemies. And yes, we, 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 we forgive those who spitefully use us because we're the church. Ours is an everlasting kingdom. Ours is a narrow gate. Yours is a broad path that leads to destruction and many go thereby. We serve Jesus. We invite you to serve Jesus. In fact, when you take everything from us, you might actually be one to Jesus by how we respond to you doing what you do to us. But the church is the church. And a spiritual battle is a spiritual battle. And what came out the bully God can never take is truth, promises of God, the kingdom on earth, justice, holiness, faith, and eternity. He can, he can never take that. He can only take what's temporal and is combustible before the throne. He can't take what's eternal. So we need to keep that perspective. We need to love, we need to forgive, and we need to stand. Jephthah stood here. He's standing. And his final thought, he says, I have not sinned against you. And how many people have been plundered, maligned, falsely accused, and slandered in Jesus' name in this country in the last 18 months? Good people. But he said, I have not sinned against you, but you've wronged me. And that's what's happened to a lot of people in this country who serve Jesus. I've not sinned against you. I was your best employee. I was your best neighbor. I was your best customer. I've not sinned against you. But you've sinned against me. And you've wronged me by fighting against me. And a lot of what's going on in the name of government has wronged a lot of good people. And God knows it. And God will deal with it at his throne room. There's nothing crooked that won't be made straight. And every thought and intent of the heart will be made clear before the throne of God, before whom we must all give an account. There's no injustice that's happened in any time in human history, particularly in the last two years, that God won't make straight before his throne. And that's why I love Jethro's final statement. He says, I've not sinned against you, but you've wronged me by fighting against me. And may the Lord, the judge, render judgment this day between the people of covenant and the people of Chemish. May the Lord, Jehovah, the judge, render judgment this day between his church and those who serve Chemosh. That's the New Testament application. That's the word of God living and powerful. 
November 2021. God is on the throne. We serve Jehovah. Jehovah's the judge, and he'll render judgment. And we can close with this thought. None of these things move me, what Paul said, nor do I count my life dear to me, that I can run the race that he set before me and fulfill my ministry. It's been very hard to watch and be aware of things, how they've affected good people adversely. But these ideologies are not new. These actions are not new. And the attack on the people of covenant is not new. So we just have to keep our eyes focused on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We need to make sure that all that we are and all that we have belongs to him. So it's his battle. We need to let the battle be fought on holy ground and on things that are just, true, noble, and praiseworthy and not on unholy ground that we don't know and that we don't have the high ground on. Keep it spiritual. Keep it centered on Christ and let him fight our battles. Not just for you, not just for your family, and not just for all the bullies that come against us, but for his glory. You've been listening to the Worship Generation Radio Ministry with Pastor Joey Brandt. If you would like more information about the ministry of Worship Generation, visit us online at www.worshipgeneration.com, where you can listen to the podcast of today's entire message. Worship Generation is located at 10350 Ellis Avenue in Fountain Valley, California. Our service times are Saturday evenings at 6 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And also follow Pastor Joey on Instagram under the tag name at Joey Brand. Thanks for listening and God bless. Not ashamed of the gospel. Not ashamed, not ashamed of the one I love. Not ashamed, not ashamed.